What's up? What's up, Set Apart fam? I'm your host, Jamie Lynn Walnow, and my friend Joanna Eshazli is joining us today. She just wrote a book, and I had the joy of illustrating it, but check it out. She has, she and her husband, Bill, have done foster care. They've been foster care parents, and they have adopted a beautiful little girl, Holly, from China, who's officially their daughter for a year and a half. And so we're going to address this, but we want to share and encourage with you um, the heart of God in adoption and in foster care and share this book with you. I'm really proud of it and I'm grateful that God is doing what he's doing. So I really love highlighting and celebrating what God's doing and she's an author officially. So I hope you enjoy this. I hope it stirs your heart and if you find value in this, I want to encourage you to subscribe, leave a written review and let us know what you think. Love ya. set apart fam uh today i'm really excited because my girl joanna has she's officially an author a children's book author and this is her first of many to come and i had the sheer delight and joy of illustrating this book and it's beautiful and if you're watching on youtube you can see it and if you're not watching on youtube you'll have to go to her website and purchase a book um whether you need it or whether you want to send it to friends or like buy several of them they're so inexpensive there's no excuse not to this is like the ultimate baby shower gift but the story behind this book is epic and i think that's important and i want to bring my friend joanna on here to share the story so what's up girl thanks for joining me hi hi say it again one more time because you cut out oh i said how are you doing Good. I didn't know if you were joking and doing an American accent. <laughs> no, I don't. It comes through by accident because I've been here so long, but <laughs> I, try, I try and keep the British. Yeah. No, I love my, it. My I family talk like it. American. I may do a British accent with you on accident. Yeah, I just I need to hang around Jonathan more or watch some Downton Abbey. <laughs> I love it. Sure. We, we've done this to you. Okay, so let's dive in. Let's talk about this. Sure. I want to go back to Holly. If you would share whatever you want to share about the story, Holly, because your daughter is clearly the reason for this book. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your story with her? Sure. Um, so uh, my husband and I adopted Holly in 2019. So she's been home from China a year and a half. And uh, the international adoption process is quite a long one. And during that period of time, I just started writing daily declarations for her because I had seen through work in foster care that we had done earlier in our marriage, um, just how much baggage the kids were, were carrying and how it kind of impacted their later life, um, just because they'd never been set free from stuff. And so... I just kind of decided I didn't want Holly to have to go through that her whole life. Um, you know, the issues that come with being abandoned or um, growing up in an orphanage. And so I, I just started writing declarations for her and then um, developed it into a resource for other parents that have got foster kids or adopted kids. So I've written 31 days of declarations and you very kindly illustrated it. I love it. Well, I'm very big about decrees and I love your story. I mean, we were talking before, we were talking about this before you even had brought Holly home. 
Oh yeah, we were doing, I think we were working on it for like a year before we got Holly, so. It was, it was amazing because like staying up to date on your process even, it was kind of emotional. Like I feel teary eyed uh -huh. now. I can't believe it's only been a year and a half. It feels like it's been several years. Yeah, and she, I mean, she's, she's seven, but I mean, she's aged. When we, when we brought her home, she was very much like a toddler in many ways, just because she hasn't been, hadn't been exposed to stuff and didn't have the social interactions and the nutrition and whatnot. So she's grown. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many school uniforms I've had to buy because she's just grown like a weed. <laughs> so crazy. Yeah, she, I mean, she looks like a seven-year-old now. I mean, a small seven-year-old, but. Yeah, she's so cute. She's actually on the cover of the book and her best friend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's everything. Very, very unique dress sense. Yes, so cute. And what I love about this is, and I'm really big on this naturally, I do this, and I love it when authors are down. I think it's really important for every skin color to be represented in my books. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's one thing yeah. if it's a consistent character, but if I can bring in other characters, cool. But I've really enjoyed being able to do workbooks and whatnot because I have, you know, Asian kids, I have Indian kids, I have Black kids, white kids you know, Latino kids, like I, I, to me, it's really important to mix so that kids see themselves within. Yes. So yes. I, I like that because your decree book has that as well, even mixed families. I, mm -hmm. I really like that, you know, this is a really thought out decree book. So kids will see themselves in here or someone who yeah. looks like them. Yeah. I like that. That was, yeah. I, I, I love that aspect of it. Totally. We're, I mean, we're quite a multicultural family anyway. And Bill's dad was from Egypt, so and I'm English. She's Chinese. So. It's true. I didn't. I didn't. I actually never thought about that till just now. You really are. You really. You are the American dream family. You are. I feel like America is the nations. Like you look at other nations, it's pretty consistent. But I feel like I feel like England is there too. Like I feel like. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because when I go to England, it it, it reminds me of America, except everything's prettier and. And we got a better accent. Yeah, you really do. Like, <laughs> you really do. Sound intelligent without even trying. This exactly. I'm so glad that you know that because really, it's like yes. You just want to be like yes. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I had people. I worked in. For those of you that don't know me, I had. Um, I worked in the emergency room for a while, and uh, I'm a I'm a nurse by trade. And I had people literally like nurses ask me what language we spoke in England. No, they did not. Mm -hmm. And what we do to celebrate the 4th of July, what we do to celebrate Thanksgiving. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. First of all, I'm going to, on behalf of America, I'm going to apologize right now to you on this podcast. <laughs> Please do not let that be your picture of Americans. <laughs> but you know what, America, that does come to show the bubble that so many people in a nation can be. I'm going to say a nation. I don't know. Other nations. I don't know. I just remember how obnoxious it was for us to be in Mozambique and we were celebrating the 4th of July and all the countries were like, yeah, because we were having hot dogs and hamburgers. Uh -huh. But we were so proud, proud to be an American. And I'm like, this is, this is hilarious. But like, I feel really sorry for, because there's like dozens and dozens of nations that were coming together in Mozambique. Mm -hmm. there. Anyways, but enough about this. <laughs> Let's keep going. Okay. So foster care and adoption. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, this is something I've talked to Lance about, and we're in a unique season right now, and we've, so we're not in this season to take part in this, but I'm excited for the season that we are, but foster care is important, 
Adoption yeah. is important. And what I love is I love your heart for it. I love you guys have done foster care and some mm -hmm. people may be tuning in and, you know, I'm pro-life and mm -hmm. I think we have so much work to do as the church, not our government, but as the church before abortion can be overturned in our nation, because there's yeah. so many kids in adoption agencies and foster care that need a home and the church could step up and obliterate it in a week. Yes. If we you, all can't be, you can't be pro-life and then do nothing about adoption or foster care. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't work because you're, I mean, you're basically taking away the answer. Yeah. If you're telling someone not to have an abortion, but you're not willing to do anything about it to help them. Totally. Then, I mean, it's totally. And no I think, important. yeah. And I think this is like, and you're so actively doing it. So you have so much authority that carries in foster care and adoption. So I want, I want you to talk about that, but I also want to mention to you guys tuning in, I do think foster care and adoption is important, but I also want to say if you're in education, creating pure curriculum that's identity about kids, you know, waiting till marriage, talking about what sex really is. If you're not ready to be a mom or dad, you don't need to be having sex. You know what I mean? Like breaking it down biblically, what it, you know, like what the perspective of teaching our children, what this really means instead of allowing darkness to educate kids and throw out condoms at school and teach them yeah. about sex in a way that isn't covered in purity. And so I just, I want to encourage you tuning in. Like my prayer is that as you're listening, that you see what role you have to play in pro-life, even as Joanne is talking about foster care and adoption, because I love this. I love um, your heart here. So let's go. To, let's talk about foster care. Okay. Um, so I think the, there's a big misconception um, that Christians, like, they're, like they want to throw money at something. Like, oh, I'm doing my part, but there's so much that needs to be done on the ground. Yeah. And those of you that are watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see this, but this was um, posted recently on the Christian Alliance for Orphans. And it's a map of the states and it has in uh, black, it has the number of churches in each state. And then in blue, it's the number of kids waiting to be adopted. So we're in Texas, so I'll just, uh, they are 27,550 churches in Texas and 13,154 kids waiting to be adopted. And that's, I think those numbers are like kids that have had their rights terminated or parental rights terminated. So there's more kids in foster care than that, but those are kids actively waiting to be adopted. So if you, I mean, if you take one family from every church in America, in Texas, the foster, the foster system would, I mean, you just blow it away. Like, I mean, it's just amazing what the impact we could have if everyone stepped up. And I think one of my other, my other soapbox issue with adoption and foster care is people kind of view it as plan B. Like, everyone just assumes, I mean, I can't tell you how many people have sort of through infertility um, and then got to um, adoption as like plan B. And your, it's not, it was video, never plan B. Our video cut out just a little bit. You oh. said, I can't tell you, you were addressing plan B. It, it paused for like five seconds. Sorry. Sorry. Maybe I need to call at and no, no, I, it happened so many times on here. <laughs> um, so yeah, everyone kind of assumes you infertility if you've adopted. And 
it's not the case. And I think um, the biggest, um, really it's just the biggest misconception about adoption is that it's yeah. plan B. Because it's not, it's plan A. God adopted us into his family and Jesus was adopted. Please break this down. I totally forgot about this. I love when you share this. Go for it. Yeah. I mean, Joseph was not Jesus's biological father. Joseph adopted him and raised him as his own. So if Jesus is adopted, we can all do it. Drop the mic. End the <laughs> podcast. Everybody hit the prayer room. So the other part of that is, um, you know, the the big uh, verse that everyone uses for adoption is James 1.27, where it's the purest form of religion is to look after the widows and the orphans. But the actual Greek word um, in that verse is ergon, which isn't throw some money at an orphanage or sponsor a kid or fill a shoebox for Christmas, which all those things are great, but it means live life with, like get in the trenches with. So I would, I would really like to throw the challenge down to everyone that's watching and listening to actually step up and do something and not everybody is called to go out and adopt I get that but there's stuff that you can do like be a CASA advocate so CASA works in states all around the country um, and it stands for a court appointed special advocate and these kids go from court case to court case to court case for parental rights and they need someone that's in their corner because the caseworkers are the the caseworkers are just slammed. They have so many kids that they're looking after, and these CASA advocates work for that kid. They go with them to court dates. They interview members. They um, they're basically just finding out what would be the best thing for this kid. Yeah. And so you just have to go through like a background check. You go through some training, and then you can do that for, for kids in foster care. Another really great organization is called uh, Together We Rise. And um, I don't know if you know this, but most kids in foster care um, don't have like suitcases and stuff. Their stuff is, they move so many stuff is just thrown into trash bags basically because they're the only things big enough to carry like a kid's worldly possessions. And so um, to get one of the really cool things together we rise does is they raise money to get like really nice um, hold all suitcases for kids and just, I mean, there's stuff you can do um, to actually get in the trenches rather than I love that. sitting on the edge of the edge of the fight. And um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's basically my soapbox. Uh, those are my main points <laughs> no I just think like what if we this is me dreaming out loud welcome to the dreamer site I'm like what if we did like a five-year plan where we just like went to churches and preached adoption and said listen over the next five years if someone in your church one person in your church adopts and fosters mm -hmm. and you all surround that person and help them do it we can obliterate foster care and adopt and, and adoption and all these kids will have a home. It's like, mm -hmm. literally that would be such a legit thing to do because why would every church not come around that family? You know what I mean? Anyways, I just am like, anyway, yeah, maybe that's our, maybe that's our, maybe that's what we're doing next y'all. And I mean, another thing that you can do if you want to get involved is fine. Like, especially, I mean, if you're adopting internationally, a lot of the countries 
only adopt kids that have special needs if they're under 10 because they keep um, the health, like China keeps the healthy kids that are under 10 for internal adoptions. And so, you know, a lot of these families that are coming back have kids that really um, take a lot of care and a lot of work and it's very stressful and just not, you know, I know for my part, um, it was just very hard um, just having regular play dates because kids don't understand that this little person is different, that they don't know how to play, that they don't know how to interact. And so it's just coming alongside families that have adopted and just having grace and like teaching your kids how to interact. And so yeah. it's just, yeah, there's a lot of things that, that people can do to get involved. I just love you. You're the real deal. I, you. I really am grateful for you. I, I think this is really important. Okay. So with this book, I just want people to know that I want to read one of these. Okay. okay. Just one of these. Day three. I just opened up my okay. book. Day three. My name is Jamie Lynn and my papa is especially fond of me. He sees all my potential. I am a treasure. I am worth more than gold. And then it has this cute little baby head throwing up the gold with joy. And I just want to say through this, like, these are decrees these kids can read. These are decrees, you know, you can read over your kids, but they're I am statements. And I really like that. And it totally changes the atmosphere for you to declare who God said you are. And that's what I love about this is that it goes through and does that. And I love what Joanna, what you said about, you know, Jesus was adopted. It's like these kids clearly, I mean, I have friends who've adopted, like they become your own. They are yours. They're your yeah. child and they're precious. And there is, there is stuff that many of these kids come through with. Um, and as they get older and they learn more about their story, there's more that comes with that. But yeah. so many parents don't have a tool or are hungry for more powerful tools and this isn't just for kids that are adopted like literally this is for any child it's not it's yeah. not like just so you know this is like it was written based off of you know her daughter holly and seeing a need for more content but there's so many parents who want life-giving content and we have it for you right here so i want to encourage you guys to to really take hold of this and and buy this for your friends who have kids what age demographic would you say this is for I mean, I, I wrote it for parents to read over their kids, but they're able to read, I mean, really to 10. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. And I, I love under some of them, like for those of you that are listening, you can't see this, but I've written, um, or I've left spaces for the kids to write in their own names so that they can make the decrees their own. Yeah. Um, which I thought was really important because they love to write their names and stuff. <laughs> Yes, it's true. I love it. It makes you make it their own. And let me just be real. While supplies last, this book in the first round is $10.95. That's so cheap. You guys, I just bought 10 books from Joanna to give away. And I'll come back and I'll get more to give away more because I really believe in this. And so you can go to lifeandlibertypress.com, right? That's it. And you can purchase these. And I want to find a creative way to do a giveaway sometime. And I may just do it on my Instagram. 
But the thing is, I feel like with giveaways, people don't go buy the book. And I really want you guys to go so into Joanna and as an author and her family and all the future books she has. So go buy this book and stay tuned on my Instagram, Jamie Lynn Walnow, so we can share a cute giveaway because I do want to do a giveaway of books for people. Um, yeah. And it'll probably be something where you go follow her Instagram page um, and mine and, you know, repost a book and we can send this book to your friends from yeah. you. We can do something creative. We'll think of something. But is there anything that you want to add to this to encourage the people who are tuning in? Because definitely want you to pray because I think adoption and foster care can be really scary. But the thing is, um, we're called to do scary, beautiful things with God. Yeah. He protects us. He goes before us, surrounds us, and follows us. Through yeah. I just, yeah, I think probably it's the fear of the unknown and the fear of, um, like, what issues your kid is going to have. I think that scares a lot of people off. Yeah, it does. Um, and honestly, I mean, every day is different. But, and I mean, we're a year and a half into adoption and, I mean, we've made huge progress, but there's still a long way to go. She's yeah. doing amazing. But you just have to remember, however scary it is for you, just turn the tables. Like, these kids have no one. And it's, I mean, especially for, um, like, international adoption, like, that, I mean, we felt called to do international. But it just... I mean, a lot of these countries have lower ages. I think China literally last year changed their age. Uh, I think they were aging out at 14, which, I mean, I just, that just blows my mind. Like, that's so young. Yeah. I mean, they, have, they have changed it to raise the age, but a lot of these countries, these kids, there's, there's no future for them. And as bad as, or not as bad, but, you know, as hard as foster care is here in the States, there are resources. Um, and it's, you know, a fairly decent level of living. But, you know, a lot of these countries just, once they're on the streets, that's it. Like, yeah. When you I mean, say I, age it, out. It scares me to think what could have happened to Holly. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And when you put it that personal and that close, like... That's insane. When you say age out, when, when she says age out, that means they're kicked out of the foster care put to the streets, right? At 14? Um, in this country, there's a lot of resources. So when they age out at 18, um, we Bill actually worked, that's my husband. Um, he worked on a, um, a facility for kids that had aged out. So the foster care is no, uh, the foster system is no longer covering them, but um there are some places they're not very common though enough of them just teaching life skills I mean these kids have no idea how to dress for an interview or make food or you know it's just simple life skills yeah like who's going to teach them to drive like yeah there's just there, there's a big need totally man well I I hope that this is I hope that this interview is eye-opening and encouraging for all of you tuning in because, you know, Joanna and her husband are living this and this book was created as a resource to help support you and encourage you as a parent or for your friends who are parents. I know there's a lot of young people who listen to this, but we're definitely parent age people. 
expect a lot of 25 to 35 year olds listening to this podcast, but I want to encourage you to go to lifeandlibertypress.com and buy this book chosen and, you know, buy it in bulk and then send it out to your friends. Like do what you can to support this. I think it's amazing. And I think this is needed in this hour for sure. Yes. Joanna, will you pray for all of us, please? Yeah. God, I thank you so much for everyone that's listening and watching online. I thank you for your heart for adoption, for your heart for foster care. I thank you that you've um, downloaded this resource to me and to Jamie Lynn to create. And I just pray that it blesses people, Father. I pray that kids are set free through reading this book and having these declarations. God, I thank you that you are changing the course of um, lives through the reading of this book. And Father, I just pray that you would, um, you would raise up a generation that cares enough to make a difference. I pray that you would put a passion in people's hearts to see these kids set free and to, um, to help where they're able to help, Father. I pray that you would give people vision for what they can do to step up and help. And I thank you, God. I thank you for all the lives that you're going to change through this book. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I love this. I'm excited, guys. I want to encourage you to go to Life and Liberty Press com and life and liberty press on instagram too which i have tagged joanna and life and liberty press on the instagram post you know that's helping get this word out there but this is so cute and we need you to go buy a copy i bought 10 of them to give away to keep and to give away so go do it yes and if you find value in this podcast and you want more Go subscribe, go leave a written review, share this with your friends and encourage them. There may be um, friends that are foster, you know, doing foster care that are adopting or that are just parents and they want to hear this or you feel like somebody would be blessed by this. Please share this. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Joanna, for joining me. Yeah, thank you for having me. Mm -hmm. And we'll see you guys next week on Set Apart with Jamie Lynn Wellnow.